I know that I'm forgiven. I've been honest about my sin. I haven't hidden it from God. I've confessed it. And from that, I have, I, I'm, I'm no longer living in guilt. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm living in the confidence of forgiveness, the dignity of forgiveness that God gives us. Hello, this is Pastor John. Hey, and this is Pastor Tim. This is the Every Moment, his podcast. Yeah, welcome. And we're back. We are back. We're on to something new today. Mm-hmm. We've been going through uh, GD4L, thinking about what it means to be a lifelong disciple of Jesus, thinking about the cultural Christianity, the consumer Christianity that would push against our lifelong discipleship mm-hmm. uh, and really dedicating ourselves to that. And now we are thinking about the topic of reconciliation. Yeah. So this is the next step in our growth as a congregation and um we want to address on this episode of why are we doing this? Why spend the entire season of Lent thinking about the theme of reconciliation? And, um, you know, we want to know why we're doing this, right? Yeah, and I think Lent is a great time to talk about reconciliation. You know, it's about, Lent is about uh, repentance, mm-hmm. introspection, our need for the the Savior, you know? So that means a... Uh, maybe a heightened awareness on our own sinfulness mm-hmm. as we look to the cross, like what did the cross happen? And that uh, those themes of reconciliation, you know, we're going to be talking about being reconciled to God and then being reconciled to one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. So why would we be thinking about those ideas? Well, let's maybe go at it in, in those two different directions. First, let's talk about reconciliation with God, and then let's talk about reconciliation with others. So to start, uh, reconciliation with God. I can imagine there being two issues for us as disciples in this congregation with that uh, idea of reconciliation. One is that we may just be stuck in guilt, and we may just like continue to ask God for forgiveness and, and we just, we're not feeling it. We, we're, we're wondering if we're really forgiven. We may just have that like replay loop in our mind of something mm-hmm. we've done yeah. or we've said or, and, and it just, it, we just continue to beat ourselves up. And for, for those people, which I think we've all been that person. Yeah. We want people to have confidence to know that I'm loved by God, that Christ has died for this sin in particular, and that I am forgiven. Yeah. You also have people, I suppose, who would not be acutely aware of their need for forgiveness. And so this is a problem in the opposite direction. Yeah, right? it's got the other side of the coin, maybe. Other side yeah. of the coin, other side of the spectrum, yeah. where you got folks who, you know, they're coming to church and they're hearing God's word, but but they're not really taking the time to to reflect on the reality of their their sinfulness. They may say, I make mistakes here and there, but I'm a pretty good person. Yeah. I've got good intentions, but we don't have a really deep understanding of, of human sin. And we may even kind of push back on that because we don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable. We yeah. don't want to feel bad. And yet <laughs> I get that. You get that. Yeah, I don't, def- don't want to feel bad. We get defensive. Yeah. Right. Right. But in a season like Lent, the deeper we understand our sinfulness, our brokenness, the deeper we're going to understand why the cross. 
Yeah. And I think the word that you're describing there is contrition. Yeah. You know, this word of it's godly sorrow before God. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the world kind of says you shouldn't ever feel bad. You know, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't ever feel bad, but the Holy Spirit, (laughs) yeah. The Holy Spirit says, yeah, you probably should feel bad. Yeah. Uh, not without repair though. Right. right but right. you need to see this is a serious sin before God. Yeah. This is something that we should feel sorrow over. And if we don't, it's kind of to our shame because it, mm-hmm. it speaks to our character and our nature that we don't feel sorry for something that's wrong. You know, and it's interesting in our society, we see both extremes mm-hmm. when it comes to guilt. We see on the one hand, people who say it's okay, good vibes only, positive thoughts, nothing's wrong, it's all good. But then on the other hand, we see people who are going in the direction of vengeance, of, mm. of just justice without mercy, canceling people, ghosting people, cutting toxic people out of my life. You know, that whole, yeah, yeah. it's just interesting how we can be on either side and we can be filled with guilt and shame and, and imposing guilt and shame on others, or we can be just avoiding and suppressing those things. Whereas in the cross of Christ, it's interesting that of course the cross is two, you know, you have two beams. And in those two beams of the cross, I think you have two truths. You have the utter seriousness of sin. We see in the cross the, the end goal of sin. It's the wages of sin is death. We see that, that this is the punishment for sin. But on the other hand, the other beam is we're seeing the, the love of God for us mm-hmm. in Christ. And so it's amazing how in the cross you have both the absolute startling seriousness of sin where God says it's not okay. Yeah. But then you also have the absolute utter seriousness of God's love saying, and you are pardoned. And so Mm. Christianity, I think, is giving the world something it really needs to hear. It does in the cross. God doesn't cancel us and kick us Mm. out. Yeah. Right. But he also doesn't excuse our sin. Yeah. He does justice and he forgives. Yeah. Is it Isaiah 53 where it says they will gaze upon the one they have pierced? Is that Isaiah 53? It's in Zechariah or Zephaniah. Yeah. One of the but, minor problems. Yeah, I've just thought about that verse recently that um, it's kind of difficult to look at the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Uh, there was an artist named Edward Rojas and he did a uh, close-up image of the of the feet of Jesus mm. uh, with the piercing of the nail into the cross. And it's it's a drawing, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, you can see how the flesh is resting on that nail mm-hmm. and it's really difficult to look at. And there's blood in the in the image. And he was talking about how we must, we must look at this. We must look at the, the severity of it. We must look at, because that's also where our redemption is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's uncomfortable because it it makes us feel lots of things. One is this, I don't really want to know that my sin is that serious. Right. Uh, But then also it allows us to open up and see just how tremendous the love of God is, the sacrifice, the hesed love of God is exactly. And that can be a little hard to look at too, you know, mm-hmm. that we're going to accept this mm-hmm. repair of the, of the wound that we caused. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yet the love of God is so secure that we can do that. We can, yeah. We kind of get used to it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we want to be reconciled to God. And yeah, of course, want, that's emphasis is on the cross. We want people to come out on the other end of this sermon series and say, I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm forgiven. I've been honest about my sin. I haven't hidden it from God. I've confessed it. And from that, I have, I, I'm, I'm no longer living in guilt. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm living in the confidence of forgiveness, the dignity of forgiveness that God gives us. Yeah, I think there's, um, there's a little bit of a distinction in my mind between reconciliation and forgiveness. Because forgiveness is I release you of my, the debt you owe me. I release mm-hmm. you of the anger I have towards your actions. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation is now let's go get lunch together. Mm, that's good. Yeah, you know? that's, that's important. There's, so we're, yeah, we're going to live life. to a right relationship. Exactly. And so yeah, it's not just that, that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm letting go of you and, and you don't owe me, but I want to have fellowship with yeah, you. Yeah, so it's kind of a positive sense of the outcome of true forgiveness is reconciliation. Hearts turn towards mm-hmm. God, God's heart toward, turn towards us and fellowship life together again. And so a great example of that before we move on to reconciliation with others is the parable of the prodigal son, which yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. That's one of our texts that we'll preach on uh, in the series. But when the son comes home to the father, and you likely know the story, right, of the son who takes dad's money and blows it on, yep. you know, goes to Vegas, right, and um, comes home broke. But when he comes home, he does not expect to be released from his debt, from his sins. He, he expects to become a slave. Hmm, yeah. And, and yet the father releases him, but he doesn't just release him. He embraces him and right. throws a party and says, this son was lost and now he's found. And so in, there is the, the restoration of relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, it puts a ring on his finger. Yeah, and yeah. so we want people to know that when God forgives you, he's not forgiving you in a grudging way. He wants to commune with you, which is beautiful. Um, yeah. So reconciliation with each other. We feel that this series is appropriate as we continue to recover post 2020, because I think that relationships were strained, Hmm. whether it be a difference in political opinions or a difference in how we approach COVID or the difference in, or maybe we had to end up spending more time with people than we wanted to in, you know, in COVID. Hmm. Um, I mean, I just think everything was strained in COVID. Um, And so, I think we're seeing that, that there's, there's likely relationships in Holy Cross and in families, in friendships that, that need reconciliation. And why bother with this? I think there's a, certainly a, a Midwest nice culture hmm. that would rather just allow a relationship to be strained rather than do the hard work of confession and admitting you're wrong and seeking forgiveness, but it's really at the heart of our faith. It absolutely is. You know, and I think when we, when we look into Matthew 18, Mm. parable of the unforgiving servants, man, Jesus is some of his hardest teachings where he, um, he kind of draws a hard line are, are in this area arena where he says, you must forgive from the heart 
just as God is forgiving you. And I think it's a, it's a tall order, you know, and we all have experienced, um, hurt in our lives mm-hmm. and wounds and we're just sinners. Right? We live with sinful people and sometimes that really takes a toll on us. Yeah. But I think as God calls us into his reconciled family with himself, he then expects that we would also live as reconciled people in mm-hmm. the world with others. And especially in the, in the um, fellowship of the church. Yeah. People who have all been cleansed by the blood of Christ that we are not to let sin and bitterness fester among us, but we should be proactive reconcilers um, following after um, the heart of God. And this all looks to the end of everything too, because Mm. God is not going to allow you to take your grudges and your lack of reconciliation into everlasting life. And so, uh, in Wouldn't fact, that be terrible? Yeah, I mean... This, we're up there and, you know, we're in the new creation and we're still mad at each other. Yeah. We still avoid each other when we see see each other outside. Well, and I, <laughs> I wonder if that's some of the healing that takes place in, in the judgment. And so we say mm. that he will return to judge the living and the dead. And that judgment has the aspect of all of us will have to give an account for what we've done. And likely on that day, of course, there's going to be things that we regret. And we're talking not of the judgment to damnation. We're talking about the judgment of those who are justified. The, those who are made right with God and who have everlasting life will give an account of what they've done, both the good and the bad. And there is gentle correction. You know, there's justice. There's, this was wrong, right? Yeah. Um, but I often wonder if that will include other people. Yeah, probably If it'll right. be relational, yeah, if we'll yeah. say all right, you know, when you get, you and your kids are fighting and you get them together and you try to work it out. Yeah. Yeah. And yet imagine working those, those, those differences out, um, in front of the wounds of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. um, In his glory. You know, I think before God and before, you know, Hebrews says that we all are naked before him to Mm -hmm. whom we much must give an account. Yeah. Um, I think those, issues will be worked out a lot smoother than as a parent, you know, you're trying to do this and you, you don't have all the information No, and you're trying to wrestle honesty out of the kids, you know? And then there's like, you know, not genuine. (laughs) Yeah. Cross examine them. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) What's your side of the story? What's like, it's kind of nice that Jesus, he already knows. He's the true judge. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to call us on every little misstep and, and just, we'll know that, yeah, in front of the wounds of Christ, the truth has come out already. Yeah, and the thing about bitterness, malice, a lack of forgiveness, we actually can't take those things into the new creation, and so we wanna deal with them in this life. Because the, the, the beauty of the church is that we're a reconciled people, and our lack of forgiveness can fester and it can become a trajectory that can lead to, to, to damnation. Yeah. And, and this is uncomfortable, but Jesus says, this is how my father in heaven will treat every one of you who does not forgive his brother from the heart. Now, some of us are forgiving things that are, you know, they're betrayals, they're insults, they're people not following through on their promises. 
Um, and those things, we find the, the energy and the courage to forgive, but we need to be mindful that sometimes we're being asked to forgive things that, that are traumatic and, and have really no um, satisfying resolution in this life because the sad reality of this life mm. is that sometimes we don't get justice until the end. And that's one of the things we'll work through in the podcast later in later episodes, but, and not take that lightly at all, but um, yeah, how do I forgive people who have really wronged me and who have wronged me in such a way that I walk with a limp my entire life? Mm. Um, we don't take that lightly, and yet we do recognize that there is a mercy and a grace in Christ that is big enough for that. But also nobody gets away from the justice of God, which I think is something that we don't talk about enough when we talk about forgiveness. Mm, yeah. Because the sometimes we try to rush forgiveness or we try to forgive without telling those what they've done. Or we think that forgiveness is brushing aside, but we, part of forgiveness, I think, part of what mm -hmm. makes forgiveness work, and we'll talk about this more later, but is that you are actually entrusting all justice and judgment to God. And you're able to forgive because you know the person who has hurt you and refuses to repent won't get away with it. Yeah, so, and this is like very biblical too, you know, he, mm -hmm. Jesus entrusted himself to the judge. Yeah. The true judge. In his and crucifixion, yeah. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't retaliate, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't strike with the sword or with 10,000 yeah. angels. Yeah. Um, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges rightly. And I think that's, yeah, that's kind of a, maybe an under um, emphasized part of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, that when someone harms you, it's not that you're saying it's okay. Yeah, and it's it's not even it doesn't mean that you're you're not even seeking some type of of restitution or accountability because so for example, um it would be immoral to allow somebody who's hurting others to just get away with it and not mm. be accountable mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. while you can forgive somebody, you can hold them accountable. And that's the tension there, but and I think we see that biblically. And um, we'll talk about that more. But so overall, this has been just an invitation to all of you in the congregation. We're all wrestling with this. We don't always feel forgiven or know we're forgiven. We don't always take our sin seriously enough. We make light of it and our confession becomes shallow. And so our understanding of God's grace mm -hmm. is shallow. We have... Um, everything from paper cuts to deep wounds inflicted upon us or that we've inflicted upon others. And we really just hope that this season will be one of humility where we can be honest and, and, and that the Holy Spirit would renew us mm -hmm. as a community in reconciliation. So yeah, that's our so that, that's our prayer that, that this, these things would happen among us, that hearts would be reconciled to God and hearts would be reconciled with each other. And what a beautiful outcome that would be. Yep, not easy, but beautiful.